Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. What a morning it's been, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> and I have a feeling it's going to get more interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah, it sure will. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for being here. Let's jump into the results. We've been talking about this all morning. You heard Arizona's morning news covering it brilliantly, of course. Uh, let's talk about the races. The governor's race has been called in favor of Katie Hobbs. We have not heard a, a much of a statement from the late campaign. We're going to get into a lot of these things, but some of the races still too close to call. Uh, there have been some surprises in this for a lot of people. I will say one thing that does surprise me um, is that we are seeing Tom Horn is ahead by over 6,500 votes over Kathy Hoffman. Now, what exactly is going to trigger or will trigger a recount? That we do not know in these races. But Mark Kelly is one for the Dems. Uh, Katie Hobbs is one. Uh, Adrian Fontes is one. Chris Mays is winning. Kimberly Yee has been out in front for the whole, uh, whole time as the Republican state treasurer, and she's won that race, and it looks as if things hold on the way they are. Tom Horn will again be the superintendent of public instruction. The It looks as if the Arizona state legislature will remain by one seat in each chamber under Republican control. So what will that do to the future of Arizona as far as getting things done when there will be obviously democratic policies? This is not the first time this has happened. As a matter of fact, the last time we had a Democratic governor – it was Janet Napolitano, and she was dealing with a much bigger majority of Republicans at the time. So we are going to see how the landscape in Arizona will change. Uh, by the way, at 10 o'clock this morning, uh, Governor-elect Hobbs is going to be having a victory rally, and we are going to carry part of that live, or at least some of it, I believe, live at 10 a.m. So you want to stick around, download the KTAR News app for that. Uh, in other races, it, what's interesting about this is we are seeing in statewide candidates, we have seen – the Democrats be victorious in at least four out of six statewide races, and we haven't. The other two are too close to call, um, and there are still a couple that are very close to call. Um, but in the congressional districts, we saw Republicans now take a six-four lead. Um, uh, Schweikert won re-election. We saw Eli Crane won. Siskamani won. So we are seeing some changes made, and part of that has to do with redistricting. Uh, in the district that Eli Crane won, it was held by Tom O'Halloran. That swung significantly in the direction of Republicans when it was redistricted. But uh, the Siskamani win also is going to give it another another Republican nationally at the federal level in the House of Representatives. The Republicans, I think, need one more seat to take over the majority, and they may get more than that, but they need at least one more to take over the majority in the House. And if Herschel Walker were to win in Georgia, then it would be a 50-50 split in the Senate. Once again, it's to remain the way it is. Either way, it's going to stay in Democrat control. Um, so that's the landscape. That is the basic landscape of what we have now. Um, and we're going to talk more about what needs to happen in just a little bit. But I wanted to go through some of these results and, you know, the significant wins here for certain people. It, it is interesting how people did not vote straight down ticket because we know if you look at these races, the secretary of state's race wasn't really close. The Senate race wasn't really close. The attorney general's race is very, very close. Treasurer's race, not close. In favor of Republicans, and it's very close in the superintendent of public schools. And the governor's race came down to, you're talking 19,000 votes as of right now. We don't know what that's going to turn into once all of the votes have been counted, and they believe that those votes will probably be counted today or tomorrow. I'm guessing we'll have all of them counted. They've also got the curing process with a lot of early votes. You may or may not know, but within that curing process, 
Um, they have they have up. I think it's five days they have to cure the vote. If somebody's signature is being questioned, the voter has a certain amount of time in order to make sure that they're that they are identified so that their ballot counts. So we're going to find out a final count in all of this, and then the conversations are going to begin. And the conversations will begin about what happens next, what we do next, because we're going to talk about um, you know moving away. Should the Republican Party move away from Donald Trump? Have the have the independent voter spoken loudly and saying that they're not a fan of, of President Trump. It's interesting. If you look at what the landscape is, and I don't want to lay this, I'm not going to just go into a big uh, diatribe about uh, the former president, but if you look at the the low poll numbers for the president of the United States, especially on the key issues of the economy and the border, what two bigger issues are there in Arizona? When you talk to voters throughout the polling process, it didn't matter who the pollsters were. The polls said the leading the way in Arizona for everyone is the economy. Then it split between parties. It was the abortion issue, Roe v. Wade for the Democrats, and it was the border for Republicans. Education was a big issue in there as well, which is interesting because if you look what's happened in a lot of the uh, school board races, which no one really paid attention to until this election cycle, in a lot of the school board races, they shifted right. Those are nonpartisan elections. But if you look at the people that have been replaced, if you look at some of the people that have been elected, there's a definite shift. The fact that Kathy Hoffman is being challenged by a Republican that hasn't been in that office for a long time, but he has won statewide elections before. But the fact that she is losing to a Republican at a time where Democrats performed very, very well. And classically, when it comes to the way voters have, you know, feel about things, this is just how it is. When it comes to national security and it comes to the economy, Republicans get the edge from the voters in being best to handle those issues. When it comes to social issues like abortion, when it comes to education, Democrats normally get the nod. So it is a mixed bag uh, for a lot of people to try to unpack. How do we unpack what this means and why? It's easy to jump to conclusions, and I'm going to jump to some this morning. I just want to tell you I'm going to jump to some conclusions in a few moments. But I want to start with that mixed bag. Uh, We're going to talk about education a little bit more this morning and uh, how there has been new attention paid to whether or not parents should have a say. What's also interesting in Arizona when the border has been such a big issue, and this one's a lesson, I think, for both sides of the aisle, is that Prop 308 passed. Prop 308 passed here in Arizona, and I thought it would pass with an easier margin than it has, but it's passed. Prop 308 is gives DREAMers in-state tuition. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I, I was against it. And one is that it's a Band-Aid. It's another Band-Aid on a problem that has taken years and years. This goes back to presidents. The Dreamers go back to President Obama when that executive order and the DREAM Act. So something needs to be done legislatively. Something needs to be done to protect these people. There's no way we're sending them out of this country. They are going to stay, and they should, I believe. But – We are not fixing the problem with Band-Aids. It needs to have a real fix. That's part of the issue. Um, But it passed. In a state where the border issue still remains big, that national security, everybody is in this state has been critical of the White House and the way they've handled the border, including the two Democratic senators, Kelly and Sinema, have been critical of the White House on it. Now, whether or not they've been critical enough is a different story, but they have, you know, they have broken with their party and been critical of the White House and their handling of the border. 
So we've got this mixed bag uh, in here. And so does it boil down to a candidate issue? Does it boil down to campaign issues? There is no doubt in when you looked at polling uh, on why people were voting, that people that were going to vote for for the governor-elect, for Hobbs, they said that it was – many of them, not all of them, a higher percentage of them said that they, this was a protest vote against Kerry Lake. The Kerry Lake supporters in large numbers were supportive of Kerry Lake. There is no doubt that she had a very vocal and strong base. But again, those undecided voters that don't come out and really pay much attention until a few weeks out, they vote with their conscience. They don't vote with their party. They vote in a way where that is more about them specifically than it is about the party that they're in. Because you know that there are people out there that are staunch Democrats that have said about candidates, I don't like this candidate very much, but there's no way I'm voting for the Republican. And there are a lot of Republicans that have said exactly the same thing. I don't like this particular candidate, whoever it is, but there's no way I'm voting for the other side. Well, then both parties need to take looks at themselves about the candidates. Now, this, I promise you, is not directed at one specific candidate or another in either party. But it's a question that should be wrestled with because there are far more voters in Arizona now than there were 20 years ago. I moved here almost 28 years ago in 1995. Uh, February, of 90, February of next year will be my 28th anniversary in Arizona. This was a dark, dark red state. And you're, there are a lot more now, and I don't buy into this purple stuff, but I will say independent voters are looking at people as much as they're looking at policy. They are going to look at behavior. They are going to look at demeanor. They are going to look at a lot of different things before they just cast their vote because you have an R or a D next to your name. And I think that both political parties in Arizona have been so entrenched in their own personal policy wars internally that they're missing the boat, which is why we've got in Maricopa County, the majority of voters are independent voters now, at least at the last time I saw in voter registration, independents first, then by a small percentage, it's Republicans, and then it's Democrats. There's a reason for that shift, and if the political parties don't pay attention to that, it's going to be a rough road for both sides for a very long time to figure things out. Coming up in a moment, we're going to talk about why. Let's talk about some of the reasons why. Is it time are Republican voters and independent voters sending a message saying it's time to move on from MAGA? We'll talk about that coming up in a few moments. KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. And thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. It's time to talk about the why. We've talked about the what as much as we could. Uh, The results that we know of, we'll be talking about them all morning. And again, 10 o'clock, Governor-elect Hobbs will be holding a victory rally. And we will be carrying that here at KTAR News. So if you'd like to hear it, if you can't be in attendance, you want to hear what the Governor-elect has to say, make sure you download the KTAR News app. It will notify you when it's happening, and you can listen right on your device. so here's there's a couple of headlines, um, and that's how I start my day as I read the headlines and I dig into the story. Some GOP governors and donors say party should move past Donald Trump. Um, one of the big major donors is a billionaire, Ken Griffin. Uh, he's the founder of the Citadel. Uh, Griffin to three-time loser Trump 
Step aside for DeSantis is the headline. I mean, how quickly? I mean, you know, and the former president is is scheduled to make an announcement tonight. Will he announce a run for president? Um, Republicans pushing to move past Trump face one big obstacle, his voters. Investigators see ego, not money, as Trump's motive on classified papers. And then there's talk about the vice president. So let's talk about this, because when you look into this, um, Ron DeSantis in some key places is 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 polling much higher than the president, the former president. And so I want to talk about the why, but specifically in Arizona. Um, and it's difficult for me on a number of levels because when it comes to some of the candidates, uh, I, and I've made, I've talked about this and it, it came back to not haunt me, but it came back to me when I was doing the interview, um, for clean elections was that I, I said, I admitted I'm friends with Carrie Lake. And, and so I, I've known Carrie for about five years and fairly well. So it, it is, uh, looking at what's happening here, I'm trying to be not impartial, but I want to make sure I, I craft my opinion the right way because I don't want to kick somebody when they're down. I don't want to throw, you know, rub salt in a wound. And this isn't just about Carrie Lake. This is about a bigger message because the Trump endorsed candidates, there are no doubt Trump endorsed candidates had a very easy time in the primaries in Arizona, specifically in Arizona, but they are getting trounced in the general. And I've been involved uh, – I was involved in party politics for a while, but going way back to 2004, 2005, that's how long it's been since I've been involved in party politics. Um, as a member, I was a precinct committeeman way back. And looking at what's happening now and looking how things are going now, it's just a different world. And sometimes you have to look at leadership. It's, it's interesting. We look at everything when a, when a corporation is um, – Going poorly when they are not profitable. You look at the executive team, starting with the CEO. When a football team is not playing well, you look at two people. You look at the head coach and you look at the general manager. Um, baseball, same thing. You look at the manager, you look at the general manager. And when you are looking at this, it's only fair now to look at what's going on in party leadership. This should have been a walkover for candidates on the Republican side of the aisle just based on history and performance of the administration and it wasn't. And so we have to start asking questions. If if Ron DeSantis can do what he did and and thumb his nose at the system with COVID-19, he turned out to be right. But at the time he was demonized. If you remember, he was the example that that governors that were shut down governors like Michigan and other places. By the way, she went to Florida on vacation. But you look at what they did. They used DeSantis as an example of killing people. Um, and so, but DeSantis, the, the don't say gay bill, which is ridiculously named, but that's what they attacked him for all of those things. The people of Florida reelected Ron DeSantis by 20 points, 20 points. It was an easy victory for Governor Abbott in Texas. Governor Ducey in Arizona won reelection, I believe, by 14 points for his second term. So when you look at people that are winning races and people that aren't and you got to start asking yourself, you know, are you going to are you going to continue to ostracize people in your own party? Are you going to I'm talking about party leadership. I think the Democrats have the same amount of trouble. I want you to think about what's happening with the Democrats. Senator Kirsten Sinema has been censured by her party. 
And so now the rumor is that Representative Ruben Gallego will primary her. And there's a very good chance with the Democratic voters out there that he could beat her in a primary. But he's going to have a very uphill battle to win a statewide race as a far left liberal Democrat. That's just the demographics in Arizona. And so are you looking to win the major races and do the party, do the party leaders need to look at the voters and choose candidates who are going to win? That's that's the question. And why did these candidates lose? Did they honestly lose because people want to move on from Trump, that independent voters and some Republicans are saying it's time to move in a different direction? We don't want to go in this direction. I I thought it was a mistake for Donald Trump in Arizona to continue, even after John McCain was dead, to go after McCain and McCain voters because you alienated a part of – I mean, John McCain won elections by double digits in Arizona for decades. And you can't discount those people, and they did, and many of them went to the other side. The same thing happened in the governor's race, telling McCain voters to get out. And I think a lot of people, whether there was a significant number that crossed over or just stayed home, and now we are where we are. And I think we have to take a look at that. If you are a Republican, you have to look at that and the direction that the party is going to head next. Coming up in a moment, Gatos is going to join me, and it's the big Q poll question of the day, so stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q poll question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Good morning. It's a crazy night. It is, yeah. It was a very interesting evening. Oh, you know, just waiting for the votes to come down. It's like... Oh, I thought you meant the Redskins be. I'm sorry, the Commanders beating the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I thought you were talking about that. Hey, by the way, that enabled me to win my fantasy game by two points. <laughs> that, was a be- that was a better race than Hobbs and Lake. I need a recount. We're going to need a recount. Okay. On your win. Uh, Mike, I know you're a conservative Republican. Yes, Mike, I right? am. Yes, I, I am. I never saw you as a MAGA guy, even though you were a Trump supporter. But this party has got to retool, man. I mean, I just like that. We, we have got to get the, 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 the grand old party going again. And I know that you talked about Trump, DeSantis. I mean... Trump's got to go, dude. There's a there's a disconnect that's deeper than that, and it goes further than that. You know, being okay. involved like I was, uh, there has been a disconnect between party leadership, in my opinion, in the state of Arizona, and oh. party voters for a very long time. The example I've used for years, John McCain won elections in primaries and general elections by double digits for decades, yeah. and his own party was censuring him. So he was popular with the voters and right. unpopular with the party. That problem yeah. goes back a lot further than Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I do think they got to move on from Trump. DeSantis is the new guy. That guy looks like a winner to me. Uh, you know, I think Kerry Lake blew it. Uh, you know, you can't dump on John McCain in his own state and ask voters not to even vote for you, because that's really what she did. She told McCain Republicans to get the hell out. And you know what they did? They got the hell out. Yeah. yeah. And she lost. And it might go down as one of the dumbest things a candidate has ever done running for an office, telling people in your own party to get the hell out. So, listen, is Katie Hobbs going to be a good governor? I don't think so. But I'll tell you what, Carrie Lake could have won this thing. And what she did was she turned her back on her own people. 
And I think that, that, that it's 100% her fault that she lost. I absolutely believe that. Well, I it, yeah, and I, I think that there's a lot of people that are agreeing with the statement you're making. I've got less than a minute left. Yes. What do we got? What's your question? Right. Katie Hobbs will be Arizona's next governor. How will Carrie Lake react to losing the race? Hey, scorched earth. Me, she'll concede with grace. C, scorched earth times 10. <laughs> D, she'll whine, complain a bit, but move on. And then E, scorched earth times 100. <laughs> Go ahead and vote. All right. <laughs> All right, Gato. Somehow you make me laugh through some of these things. I don't know how I'm you do it, but you, yeah, you make me laugh, you, brother. My brother. I'm here for you. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Call me if you need me. All right. Thanks. That's Gato's. Okay. The Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Go to KTAR.com. You can vote there and see how other people vote as well. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, major corporations will be laying people off. What happens next with our economy, although some of it is not all bad in the reports. We'll talk about all of it in just a few moments.